Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of our God forever. He is the one. He is here this morning in might and power. He is here to meet your need. He is here to change lives. He is. He is that I am. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. He is the one who can change circumstances. God alone is able. He is the one. He is the only one that can make a difference. He is the only one that can come and move on situations and circumstances and they are changed. I don't know about you this morning, but I came expecting God to be here. I came believing that the Holy Spirit would be present to minister. I came believing that the God I serve is a God that will do great and mighty things. Do you believe this morning that God can make a difference? Do you believe that God can heal? Do you believe that God can set the captive free? That is our God. That is our God. And this morning he wants to change situations. He wants to change things that are binding and chaining people. This morning I want to pray for those of you, first of all, who are experiencing pain, physical pain. The Lord, and as I'm praying, remember Roseanne's brother Peter. She's on the way to the merge with him uh, with possible pneumonia and other, whatever else. But he is a God that can meet pain. So let's, those of you who are experiencing physical pain this morning, either stand or raise your hand, believing that the God will come along. Father, we come before you this morning and you see those that are suffering in their bodies. You know the extremity of their pain. Father, you are a good God. You have come that your children might have life and that they might have it more abundant. And so, Father, this morning, for those who are dealing with physical pain, we would ask, Father, that you would come now by your Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus Christ, that pain would be relieved and that, Father, there would be improvement in that body. And, Lord, you alone, and we will give you the glory and the praise. And for Peter this morning, we pray that your hand will be upon him. And that, Father, you know the condition of his heart and his life. But, I, Lord, we ask that you would move in upon this man. And that, Lord, his life would be changed physically, mentally, and spiritually in the name of Jesus. You see, God is interested in every aspect of our lives. He's concerned about the circumstances you may find yourself in this morning. He is concerned about the mental anguish you may be dealing with today. He is concerned because he is your father. He is my father. He loves his kids. And he wants us whole. And you know what? He is the healer. He is the deliverer. And those of you this morning 
who are suffering from emotional and mental uh, problems, God is here. He sees that struggle. He sees that anguish. He knows all about the dark night of the soul. He knows all. He's been there. He bore it for us. His death shall not be in vain. He arose from the grave. He rose that we might have life. He arose that we might have life abundant. He arose that we might flourish as individuals. And these things, children, don't make us flourish. But he's concerned about us this morning. And so for those of you who are suffering mentally, emotionally, God is here for you this morning too. Let's pray for you who are suffering this morning. Raise your hand. Stand. God is here. He is your deliverer. He alone will make a difference in your life. Heavenly Father, we come before you. You know the anguish of the heart. You know the struggle of the mind. You are able to come and bring deliverance. And so the Father, this morning, Father, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would come and that you would come alongside and you would lift them up and that, Lord, you would break the chains and the things, Lord, of the mind that are in anguish. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, bring relief and bring victory. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm full of the Holy Spirit. Look, the Holy Spirit's been on me since Friday for a reason. I don't know why. But I know a lot of you has been on my lips all since Friday. I said, Lord, what's this all about? Just believe and trust me. Just believe and trust me. All I know this morning is that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, impossible with God. That has been driven into me so much in the last weeks and more so in the last few days. I, in spite of circumstances and in spite of what we may see, guess what? He's there. He's in control. He is the one that will walk with us when nobody else will. He is there when everything else around us appears to have broken and fallen. He is there in the midst of that dark night when you can't feel him. God will pick you up. He will carry you when you need to be carried. He will walk beside you when even you don't feel like he's there. He is there. It is not by what we feel, but what we know. And regardless if you feel him there, he is there. He is there. 
you can trust that God will not fail. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Gertrude, I hear things are improving for you. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The arm is going down. We've been praying for you, Gertrude. That improvement increases our faith today because what God can do in that arm and in Gertrude, he can do for the rest of us. He is no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone else God did anything for this week? The peace of God that passeth all understanding. Marvelous, marvelous peace of God. Anyone else? Anyone got a word, a picture, scripture? Amen. He is able. accident I broke my car off. Um, the God saved me. Amen. The airbag imploded on me and hit my ears. Oh, a lot of pain. Nothing's broken. Praise the Lord. And I have osteoporosis. Uh, when I was standing in front of to get that x-ray and I Lord, don't let anything be broken. Amen. When the doctor read the x-ray and the radiologist, I guess, kept looking at it and he couldn't understand that there wasn't even a hairline fracture anywhere. Praise God. The ribs I had broken a couple of years ago showed as completely healed, Amen. strong as they could be. Amen. And the doctor has said to me, you must have the strongest bones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I went, yep. <laughs> and um, they did an EKG on me because of my, my age. And, um, and I've been having some problems with my heart. The, the doctor was so excited that before I left, she ran to me and had to unscroll this EKG to show me that it was like perfect. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Um, the pain is still there, of course, because that's quite a, 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 a lot of pressure to have that on your chest like that. But it's just a matter of time, and I know it, 
that God would heal me as he has always done in the past. Amen. Amen. It's just the struggles to get through, you know, the night and the time and the waiting. But I was talking to Pastor Keith the other day, and, and you know, sometimes we, um, we expect 100% of the angels protecting us. And sometimes we just have to be happy with the 10% that saved your life at that moment. And that you you knew that there was there was somebody there. Amen. That could have been a different outcome. Thank you, Jesus. To me that day. Bless the Lord. Yes. So um, bless the Lord. Driving a little uh, rental car now. My insurance company, God love them, has provided for me. Um, trying to fight the nervousness, of course, of driving again, um, and that will come as well. I know in the future. Um, I'm just so grateful. Amen. Yeah, you too. God bless you, sister. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our sister. We thank you for the divine protection you had. The circumstances are immaterial. The fact is, Father, you delivered her from there. And that, Lord, you protected her. And she came away with her life and no broken bones. And, Father... All that was metal and all of the rest can be replaced. Amen. But, Father, I pray today that you will continue to strengthen her and that, Lord, the bruising and whatever from that bag, airbag that struck her, Lord, will cease. And, Lord, her strength will be renewed and she will mount up with wings as eagle. And that, Lord, she will run and not be weary. She Amen. will walk and not faint because you are with her. Bless you, sister. You. God bless you. God is good. God is good. Our God is a healing God. My daughter sits out on the deck and she smokes sometimes, all the time, and she has somebody come say hi to her or borrow her a cigarette. So this lady in the building told her that her husband had in bed, been in bed for weeks he couldn't walk because his leg was so swollen that he couldn't get out of bed. So she said, uh, do you mind if I ask my mom to pray for you? And she said, no. So our exercise class has been praying for the last couple of weeks. And on Sunday, she came to the door, apartment door, and asked for, to borrow a few smokes. And she told my daughter that her husband had gone for a walk with her the first time in I don't know how many weeks. He had gone to three doctors. They each gave him a different diagnosis, but they gave him no solution. But thank God he answers prayer, and Amen. there he was back on his feet walking with his wife again. The thing was, he was a drummer, and whatever he was doing when he was playing the drum, I guess aggravated something, and uh, he's okay now. So praise the Lord, he Amen. answers prayer. Whether you believe in him or not, Amen. he will answer. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He's a healing Savior. I am the God that healeth thee. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, folks, it's not over. The Holy Spirit is still here. He's still reaching out. He's still moving over the room. God 
I don't have many words to say this morning because I felt when I came into the building it was all about the Holy Spirit. That the God that I served, he, I said, Lord, what do I do? And he said, be obedient. Be obedient. I came expecting, I came believing. I trust you did the same. Amen. Welcome to you all this, this morning who are uh, joining us live stream. Uh, Marie? I'm, uh, I'm here to ask if uh, we could pray for my sister-in-law. She was just diagnosed with cancer. We're not even sure what kind. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't had the CT or whatever it is she's supposed to have, but if we could pray for her. Her name is Beth. Okay. Thank you. Father, we come before you once again on behalf of Beth. Lord, you are the healer. You are the one who can come in. And so, Father, regardless of diagnosis or whatever, you are the great physician. And so, Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus, you would stretch forth your hand and go to Beth. And that which has been diagnosed, may it be gone, and may you get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Nothing is impossible with my God. Hallelujah. So last week I, I had a little chat about expectations. And this follows just a little bit on to expectations. Acts 1 and 4 is my only scripture pretty well this morning. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard from me speak about, what you have heard from me speak about. So here we are, Jesus having a meal with the, the disciples. And he's been talking to them about the kingdom. And uh, they're getting right excited. And all of a sudden, as they're talking about it, Excitement raises, and they want to go on mission. So Acts is really the follow-up to Luke. Luke is continuing the, the record history into the book of Acts. And so you can just imagine, just allow your mind just to go, uh, imagine these disciples sitting around, and Jesus is talking to them about the kingdom and that they have a work to do. And you know what? I can just hear those disciples. And here's what I heard them say. Well, we got to get busy. We got to get going. And you, can't you just hear James? You and John get started on the mission statement. And, oh, by the way, we need a 10-year strategy 
And oh, you know what, Matthew, you're an accountant. Let's figure out how much money we're going to need for this. No different than we are. I've been in places where it took them longer to make the strategy and it never never started to begin with. But guess what? They're all anxious to go. They're ready. And then what happens? Jesus said, hold on, boys. I got news for you. You're not going anywhere. You're going to Jerusalem. And you're going to wait until the promise of the Father. Now, Jerusalem was not a safe place to go at this time. The crucifixion had happened. They were figured the body had been stolen, the Romans, all of, and there were still things going on that made it not a nice place to be. And God sent, said, you'll go there, and you'll wait. And then, till the Holy Spirit comes. Now, what did they know about the Holy Spirit? Not much. They had the Old Testaments, all they had right then, and anything they might have gleaned from Jesus, but their understanding was not great. And so they go to Jerusalem. Marvelous. And they go into the upper room, and they wait. And they wait. And they wait. Ten days. And then God fulfilled the promise of the Holy Spirit. And you can rest assured they were surprised at what the ants, what it was when it arrived. Tongues of fire, wind blowing through, speaking in langu- all kinds of languages that the people out there uh, understood and the people interpreting it that they were all drunk. There are three things God wants us to be aware of this morning. Is that you and I as individuals, God had a plan for our lives. And regardless of where we are on that path, it's still a plan for our lives. He has a plan for Mosaic. He has a plan for the leadership of Mosaic. And he doesn't need a strategy. And he doesn't need a five-year plan. And we don't need to worry about the money. If it's God's plan, it's already planned. It's already worked out. But the key was to three things. Wait. Don't you love it? That word, wait. Well, as human beings, we've spent most of our life Waiting, regardless of what it is, waiting at a traffic light, waiting in the, to the checkout. And, you know, sometimes the kind of wait we have to be in can test our sanctification. It really can. Not long ago, I was invited to my sister's for lunch. Lunch is served exactly 12 o'clock. Nothing interferes except I did. And so I left the house for Falmouth at quarter after, uh, quarter after 11, no, 10.30, quarter to 11 I left, to be there at, you know, about 11.30, 20 to 12. 
I ran into one, obstruct, uh, one construction site, five minutes. I ran into the second construction site, five minutes. It is now, uh, it, it, I forget what time it was getting to be, but anyway, I ran into the next construction site and I sat there for one hour. I finally understood what road rage was all about. <laughs> Because I'm a person, if I have to be somewhere there, I have to be there at least 15 minutes before. And I'm very conscious if it's something somebody has set up to make sure I'm duty. I email my sister. I'm caught in traffic. Don't worry, she said. It's not quite ready. This is almost 12 o'clock. 12.30, I got out of the obstruction. I couldn't go. There's three ways I could have went and they were all blocked. What I learned was in that and I said to my wife, I'm, I'm a, you have to get out and walk and you'll have to pick me up if you ever get through this because the anxiety and the stress of what I normally have of being on time and being, you know, a little bit before. They were all waiting hungry, and of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> but wait, it is something we all end up doing, and you'll be waiting throughout even this day for things. And waiting is not a bad thing. Waiting is not just being, doing nothing. Waiting involves action. There are many things that can happen while we're in waiting mode. One is it will test our faith. It will test our faith. When all the circumstances around us are falling apart and things are getting worse and we're waiting for God to come on the scene, our faith is being tested. It will also sometimes change our priorities and our attitudes as we wait. Sometimes it realigns everything. And we'll end up knowing that God is God, God is in control, and we are not. But we have to hold on and wait the promise of the father to his children. What ha the disciples, it was all about timing, wasn't it? It was all about the timing. Timing in, this, in our lives as Christians is very, very important. God may give me a word today for somebody, but it may not be for today. It is my responsibility to figure out and hear God clearly, is it to be delivered today or am I to hold it until I get a signal, now is the time. You and I can mess up so many things by not knowing the appropriate time to deliver something that God has given us for someone else. Or we can mess up a ministry by going ahead of God by getting caught up in circumstances. 
You know, I, I, I think often what Brother Charlie says, don't look to the left or the right, look straight ahead at the, our leader, Jesus Christ, not to lose our focus and to get the timing right. We can be behind God, we can be before God, but what's important is that we're with God at the moment that things where we are. You see, the disciples, they knew what their mission was, and they thought they had it all together and sewn up, and all was good. And God said, mm, boys, go to Jerusalem and wait. And what is he doing there? He's equipping them for the work. Just think what might have happened had they not gone to Jerusalem and they had not waited. What would have happened, we wonder? God would have had to come up with another plan, for sure. But the gospel spread at that moment would not have happened. And uh, the day that Peter arose and 3,000 souls were added to the church in one day would not have happened if they had not waited and they had not been equipped. Equipped with the power and the might of the Holy Spirit. God put the brakes on them. And sometimes he'll put the brakes on us. Because he has a few things he wants us to know. And he has a few little uh, rough edges he'd like to smooth out. And all of a sudden we come to a grinding halt. And God said, okay, my son or my daughter... We're going to do this. Now, if you're a prime, you're going to dig in your heels. And guess what? I never win. He will win. God's breaks means he's getting us ready for divine mission. And we don't like it. So... What I want to close with this morning is, you know what? God knew what he was doing with the, his disciples. He knew they were ready to run, but he knew they weren't ready, really. You and I can be ready to run, and God bless us. We need the energy, and we need whatever to get going. But if we're not equipped, we're going to mess up, and we could have fatal, fatal things happen to us. And so waiting is not a bad thing, church. It's not a bad thing. Waiting on the Lord will change situations. Waiting on the Lord will equip us for our journey. So the three words you need to remember this morning is wait, be equipped, and know the timing of that which is spoken to you by the Holy Spirit. A couple of scriptures in closing, and one I've already quoted, but it is Psalm 27 and 14. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and take heart. For the Lord, and wait for the Lord. Psalm 37 and 7. 
Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And finally, Isaiah, the one we always love to quote, 40 and 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, Father, that you are always there in the midst of all situations. But most of all, Lord, we thank you that you gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit, that you have allowed us to taste and see the goodness of our God. And Lord, may we not be in a hurry, but may, Father, we know the timing of that which you want to accomplish in our individual lives and everything else. And that, Father, we will allow you to equip us, that you will allow us to grow in those times of waiting, and that, Father, we can trust you. You are our God. You are our solid rock. And, Lord, you will provide for your children. Rhonda, the Lord would say to you, hold on. I am carrying you. I am with you. And there is joy in the morning. You will see the salvation of your God. Hold on. I will carry you. I will be with you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you, Father, that whenever we come together, you are with us. And that, Lord, it is your will that people be whole. And so, Father, again I would ask that as these precious people leave this place, they will leave knowing that God is on their side, that they are worthy of your love, they are worthy of all the benefits of the God they, they know, and that, Father, they will develop that most intimate relationship with you that will carry them in the night season, that when the, ro the waves would come, that, Lord, they will realize that you are the, command, the one who calms the sea. You are the one who stills the wind. You are the one who will carry them when they cannot walk themselves. That you are the one will come around and wrap the, you in, you will wrap them in your arms. And that, Lord, you will love them. And that you will give them peace, even in the midst of the storm. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for what you've accomplished this morning. We thank you for what you're going to accomplish throughout this day. And for the remainder of this week, we expect, Father, to hear good things of our God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I want to make a reminder about the COVID uh, rules. 
Halifax is now in a dangerous situation, and we need to be very cognizant of what the rules are. Washing our hands frequently, sanitizing, wearing masks, and the, key, uh, the other key one is social distancing. And when we're leaving this building, that we leave distant. Till you get out, if you go, whatever's outside. We have this door and this door. You don't all need to herd into one door. Uh, be cognizant. What you do is in out of respect for everyone else. You may not like the distancing, whatever. Please be respectful one of the other. And let's not come to the place where this province has to lock down again. You and I can do our part. And we're very fortunate right now that we're still allowed to meet. That could change on a dime, but we need to do our part. I think Sister Agnes has an announcement. bow your heads with me. I want us once again to remember our brothers and sisters in Cuba. Father, we thank you. We truly thank you today for your presence with us. Thank you again that you remind us that we do not walk alone. We do not walk in weakness. We do not walk in fear. We walk in the power and the strength and the peace that you provides your gift to your children. So I thank you for that this morning. And I would ask, first of all, that each and every one of us as we leave this place, not knowing what the rest of this day may bring, not knowing what tomorrow may bring, but knowing who holds tomorrow. Amen. And that we will go today, Lord, in your strength, in your peace, in confidence in our God, that no matter what our circumstances, and we know that in this life, in this broken world, in a sin-filled world, that our circumstances can be far from what we would want or dream. But what we do know is that my God and our God is there, and he never leaves us. You never fails. Not one of your promises ever fails. So I thank you for that. And I pray today, Father, for our brothers and sisters throughout that island of Cuba. I ask, Father, that you would minister to them today, that the message that we heard this morning will be delivered to your people in Cuba this morning, that your servants in Cuba will be faithful in standing and declaring who you are, and what you are, and who we are in you. So I pray for Cuba, for every one of your servants you have called to preach your word, for every one of your children. I pray that your Holy Spirit, the wind of your Holy Spirit, will move over that island in a mighty way. And first and foremost, Father, that many will turn to you in their hour of need, that your Holy Spirit will reveal to the hearts of men and women that you, you are alive and that you are real and that you are there at the mention of your name. 
So I pray your blessing upon Cuba, upon Hope and Heaven's ministry. Provide not only their spiritual needs, which is first and foremost the most important, but also, Father, you provide their physical needs, their financial needs as well, Lord, that you are a God can do the, we heard, the impossible. And even though Cuba is a very isolated country in terms of mankind, but not with our God, there is nothing impossible with you. And you can open the doors, you can open the way, you can make provision. In the wilderness, you send it straight down from heaven. And Father, you can do that in Cuba. And we here in Mosaic, you are using us to help that manna come down from heaven upon the people in Cuba. So I pray that you will bless our efforts. You will minister through what we are doing. In Jesus' name, I ask it. Amen. Now this morning, before we go any further, I want to say on behalf of Mosaic and behalf of Open Heavens Ministry, thank you. The committee that we put in place in the spring and was interrupted because of COVID in terms of fundraising for Cuba, we are very happy and a very pleased committee. We get together each Saturday to prepare for Sunday. I want you to know that you, Mosaic, have a wonderful group of people working on your behalf. And I want to say thank you to them this morning. Uh, for those ladies who are helping with the cooking and baking, it's not just Walter and I, it's the team. This would not get done without the team. This is a team effort. For Margaret, for Patricia, for Heather, for Grace, who are helping with the cooking and the baking, thank you. For Bill, who's there to do all the other things, and Walter, we just, it's, it's a blessing. It's really a blessing. We leave every Saturday, and we've, uh, we've, uh, we are, Walter and I, we work in a lot of places with a lot of different people under a lot of committees. We are so thankful for the ones who are working on your behalf. But as good as the committee might be, without the rest of you, it would be meaningless. So I want to say thank you for your generous support. It's been amazing what's been happening. Your support to us is absolutely amazing. And early in December, we will give you a financial report on what we are doing. And as I said, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Now today we have sub sandwiches, and they are really good sub sandwiches, six inch sub sandwiches. You will get far more than your $5 worth, guaranteed. And uh, so we have that today. We have some cookies down here, same as last Sunday, if you want to buy some cookies for your sweet tooth. And don't tell me you haven't got any. Some of you have got a whole set of molders, all sweet tooth down there. And if you want to purchase a sub sandwich up here, okay? Uh, next Sunday, we will be having chili and a roll and a dessert. But we're also going to give you a choice. We're going to offer you a chance to buy some homemade baked beans with wieners and a bread roll and a dessert. So you'll have a choice. Or if you want, you can have both for $5 each. <laughs> so thank you for your support. And we have kind of split it up so that we can social distance. 
and if you would rather not have to stand in line, then just take an order form, fill it out, tell us what you want next week, and we'll have it ready for you, and you won't have to go through, you know, because I will handle orders that come in, and thank you, so many of you have been doing that. It makes the whole thing so much easier because we know what to prepare for, and we can just have it packed with your name on it kind of thing, and you can just go. So if you want to do that, you can do that. We will take orders up to December the 6th for delivery on December the 13th for anything you might want just before Christmas. Anything that's on the order form as on the desk out there. And if there's something that's not on the order form but you really like to have it, you give us enough time, and if we can stir it up, we will. <laughs> okay? But thank you. I really want to say thank you for for such a marvelous support uh, that you're giving us. And uh, we'll just, we're just taking it Sunday by Sunday. Uh, we don't know where tomorrow might be. It might be again, once again, we might all be brought to a halt. We pray that that will not happen. Amen. That God is, will provide. And if we do our part, as Tony said, uh, and everybody do their part, then we should be good. So thank you. Just a moment now, Grace. Um, did I say Grace? <laughs> Judy. Did I miss Judy? It was, Ju I'm sorry, Judy. Ah, I said Grace. Okay. Uh, but you're, you've, been, you've been buying it, so that's good. That, that deserves a good thank you, too. But Judy, sorry, Judy Coward. She's on her, and she's fantastic. I told her the other day, you know, any committee would be blessed to have a half a dozen Judys, right? And, and all of our team members, but uh, thank you, Grace. So God bless you, and uh, we will uh, come we and will take up an we offering. We're going to take up an offering, and then we will. God bless you this week. Worship the Lord with your tithes and your offerings.